my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Prior to that, he was a running backs coach for the Iowa Hawkeyes for three years. He began his career as an offensive assistant with the University of Tennessee in 2012. Those Tennessee ties, right? The Chargers ranked 25th in, in rushing production last year. They were 30th in the previous year in 21st and 21. Chargers running back Austin Eckler is considered one of the league's top all-purpose backs. It was instrumental for the Chargers passing attack. So we get this brother in here. Foster joins a revamped New Orleans offensive staff that still has openings at the wide receiver position uh, as far as the coach is concerned. Kubiak is the new offensive coordinator, replacing longtime coordinator Pete Carmichael. Andrew Janoko will be the new QB coach, taking over for the departed Ronald Curry. John Benton takes over from Doug Marone's place as the offensive line coach, and only tight end coach Clancy Barone remains among the team's offensive position coaches from a season ago. New Orleans ranked 21st in the rushing yardage last season. 31st in rushing yards per carry. And, and of course, Alvin Kamara is arguably NFL's most versatile back. Jamal Williams had a quiet year after coming over from Detroit as a free agent, but was a 100-yard uh, a rusher and led the NFL in touchdowns, or a 1,000-yard rusher and led the NFL in touchdowns in 2022. Rookie third-round pick Kendra Miller was injured much of the year, but showed some explosive potential down the stretch. So shout out to Bob Rose. He wrote this article here and talked about Derek Foster being added to the team. Now, let's give let me kind of share with you guys, uh, Mr. Foster, some some uh, let you hear his words and his perspective on the NFL. I'll give you a few minutes of a new running back coach, Derek Foster. Here we go. Put one in the chat. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so born and raised in, um, you know, Goshen, Alabama, um, you know, come from a single parent home, um, small area, rural area um, where it's a small town where everybody kind of knows everyone. Um, so. I have two older brothers um, and a sister. She's the youngest. Uh, my oldest brother, he lives in, you know, he lives in Montgomery, Alabama, um, and they both drive trucks. The other one lives in Troy. My sister lives closer to my older brother, which is in Montgomery. We're all really close to one another. Um, try to speak one another on, on an occasional basis as much as possible. Um, but like I said, I grew up the only child. Um, grew up around sports. I had neighbors and friends in my neighborhood that I would always go play with um, that kind of, you know, helped shape and mold me into the direction that I ended up going in, in my um, adolescent year and, and up in up in my adulthood. And so um, my dad was around. Um, we got a great relationship right now, man. He is an awesome guy. Um, he works hard. Um, and, and him and I have a really good relationship. And so it wasn't that, that it was a, a bad you know, relationship between him and I, he just wasn't in my home. Um, right. But go ahead with that. Yeah, no, that's, that's great, man. Like, sure. um, so 
from Alabama, man, and now transitioning, like you're, like I kind of said in the intro, like you just take advantage, you've taken advantage of opportunities. Uh, I'm curious, you know, back in Alabama, as far as like growing up uh, in your atmosphere, like were you looking forward to, like what were you looking forward to? Like what, did you have anything that you're like, hey, I wish, I, I hope I'm in this space in, in the future, like as far as passions or a career or anything like that? Oh, yes, a second. Let me, I'm going to finish that up. And and he's, this is uh, Derek Foster being interviewed on. This is Austin Eckler, as y'all recognize. Austin has a, his own YouTube platform and he interviews people, you know, so he has his own show and he brought his running back coach among other people on the show. But shout out to Brent says, I know I shouldn't, it shouldn't matter, but who's older, Kubiak or Carr? Um, Kubiak is 36 years of age and Carr is 32. So yeah, it's, it's just hope there's no respect issues. No, I don't think there'll be better. Yeah, Kubiak is, uh, I think he was born in 87. I remember I'm trying to remember off the report, but uh, I think he's 30. He's 36 years of age and cars 32. Thank you, Brett. Appreciate you for the super chat, my friend. All right, here we're going back to the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was sports. Um, yeah. I grew up around sports and like every Friday when in football season, my mom would always take me to the Friday football game if it was, especially if it was a home game. And if it was close enough, I was there. Um, if there's a basketball game going on, I was there. If there was baseball going on, I was there. You know, anything with activity, outdoor activities, um, anything to keep me moving that I was a part of. And um, it was just a part of my childhood, you know. Right. And so that was my passion. And then when I when I was young, you know, I just I was able to watch everybody else's reaction to sports. And, you know, everybody else around me was very passionate about the game of sports. And it it seemed to me as a child, it brought a lot of people together. And that's what I appreciated the most out of it, the atmosphere, the electric atmosphere and the fans screaming and rooting you on and cheering you on. And so once I saw what that felt like, uh, you know, and got a got a taste of it, it was kind of what, you know, fueled my fire and my passions. Like, you know what, I, I think I can, you know, go on and do something really big, um, whether it's continuing on to play in, you know, professional level. And if not, one day maybe coach. Awesome. So. Yeah, man, I, I I can relate to that just because I came from a small town. Was, how big was your town that you grew up in? Wow. So if you if you Google it and look and do Wikipedia, I think um, Wikipedia have us at like maybe three hundred. You know, three hundred thousand. Three no three hundred. Three hundred people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, 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 I think I'm pretty accurate on that. It's wow. not a big. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm wow, man. Good for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I'm excited for the, the next yeah. one, right, man? From 300 <laughs> people to where you're out now, man. Like, I'm thinking my town is small enough. We got 4,000, man. We're yeah. huge compared to you. Oh, no. my God. But no, we had to still have the same small town feel um, where it's like, yeah, you get the community support. Everyone's supporting each other, man. And just it brings you into that, that ecosystem. Um, so then, yeah. So you're still in you're still in the the game then, right? Uh, not necessarily playing right now, but still found yourself a way to actually still contribute. Uh, was there, you know, just as far talking about opportunities, was there an opportunity that stands out to you that you got? Obviously, there was a lot along the way, but one that really stands out to you that you took advantage of that kind of sprung you in this direction and kind of set the path for you? Yeah, so once I graduated college, um, you, you kind of, you had this crossroad and you think you got it figured out and you really don't. You're just now starting to understand what life is is going to be about, and you're still figuring things out. So, I moved back home for a little while, and I started working at a um, at a plant called Smart Plant in Laverne, Alabama. 
And so basically it was a distributing plant for um, Hyundai where we would inspect car parts to be assembled on Hyundai, you know, cars or whatnot. And so I was a quality control inspector. So I had several parts I had to um, evaluate and spectate mm -hmm. and make sure everything was good. Well, anyway, um, my collegiate coach who was a, um, he was my office of coordinator in college. He had GA'd at Troy. It was ironic that he had did his graduate assistant like locally near in my hometown or near my hometown. Um, and so him and I had a great relationship. So anyway, he, he, he got the job at Valdosta State University. And I, one day, man, I was just in the plant and I was like, man, listen, I want to be around the game I love. I want to be around people. I want to inspire people, help people. Um, and, and help young men, you know, and that was my passion. And so um, I called him up and he was like, man, we, we don't have anything right now for you. And so, man, I'm, I'm at this plant, I'm working the, you know, the night shift, right? So I'm going in at like 5.30 in the afternoon, I'm getting off at maybe six or seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. And I'm like, man, like, this is, this is, this is tough. You know what I mean? Like, this is tough. And so, but it wasn't my passion and I learned a lot there, you know what I mean? And yeah. those people that work there are awesome people and, I, and I'm grateful for the opportunity they gave me, but it was not what I saw myself doing for my future. Right. So anyway, I finally called him and he picked up the phone. He said, hey, listen, I don't have a coaching job for you, but I do have a um, position for you if you'd be interested. And he said, um, it'd be working in the equipment management room. I said, okay, so be it. Like, I'll take it. So I drove over to Valdosta State. I met with the head coach. We sat down. We agreed that, you know, I was going to go to graduate school. They will pay for my graduate school, find me a place to live, um, and so forth after that, right? And everything else would kind of be on my own. So I just had to pay for my school out of the scholarship money that was provided for me. So there was no stipends after that. It was just simply, hey, this is your allotment of money. Right. Do with it what you will. Um use it towards your classes and then whatever's left over, you can, you know, use it towards your books or whatever you need it for. Now, Derek Foster is, this is a pretty uh, interesting, it goes on for another four or five minutes, but the, this is a self-made guy. He talked about his father not being in the home, uh, his motivation, why he got to where he is. You could talk about him working in the plant, in the factory, and ultimately taking a significantly lesser paying job because he talked about the equipment manager situation. He worked his way up from that to a, that. And it just is a testament about people who have a vision for what they want to become and what they want to do. And they don't, they do not stop at nothing until they actualize, they realize they materialize their vision. And that's what um, Derek Foster did. He did it in, in his story is really interesting, man, uh, how he climbed from working, you know, an equipment manager, uh, up to into college rankings and then ultimately into the NFL. So, I mean, don't tell me about uh, not being able to accomplish things in life, man. This guy did it. You guys uh, read on him. Check out uh, Derek Foster, man. Uh, pretty phenomenal coach, man, with a good philosophy, a hardworking dude, really intelligent guy, man. And I, I'm just looking forward to see what he'll, what kind of, uh, what he brings to the Saints running back room. You know, we had a pretty good running backs coach for a long time, but getting Derek Foster to work with our running backs, man, that's going to be special. And we have a pretty good group of running backs with AK-41. Uh, you got uh, you got Brother Williams, Dej Maul, you got uh, Kendra Miller, and then whatever undrafted guys we bring along, man. So it's going to be fun watching him with those guys. And, of course, let's move on to the next one. The Saints trying to get that wide receiver position filled. In terms of the coach, Saints targeting Ravens assistant Keith Williams for the wide receiver coach position. Another name to watch. 
According to Nick Underhill, reports that the Saints are interviewing Baltimore Ravens assistant Keith Williams for the wide receiver. A coach opening looking to replace Cody Burns. Williams spent the last three years in Baltimore, initially starting out as the team's pass game specialist before focusing his work on the receiving core. But he's been in the game for a long time before coming to the NFL. He coached at Nebraska, Tulane, Fresno State, working closely with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams early in their collegiate careers. Circles always come back around. So you obviously have some familiarity with Carr. And new insight to bring to the coaching staff. We'll see if the Saints are able to seal the deal and pull Williams away from Baltimore. So stay tuned. Clint Kubiak has checked most of the boxes and filling out his new look offensive coaching staff will receive the coach being the last major spot to field. So there you go. Keith Williams, fam. Keith Williams. And also, just uh, just so you guys will know, let me share. This is Keith Williams right here. Let me give you a little bit of his philosophy and uh, what he's talking about as well. This could potentially be your new wide receiver coach, man. We'll know momentarily soon. I guess, you know, you got a full plate, you know, with your responsibility with the Ravens, the private coach, and I guess what drives you to continue working with kids at this point? Uh, I just love wide out play. I, lo- I love being out on the field. I love talking wide out play. I love being around uh, anybody who wants to work and get better at wide out play in, the, in their craft. And so I know a lot of these kids, a lot of the kids are, you know, Eric, Mike's son and Benji's son. So, you know, like I said, we're all like family. So, you know, that's part of the motivation also. But again, I just love being around anybody who wants to get better at, at playing wide out. And how, I guess, you know, what you mentioned and how you know a lot of the kids too, like how rewarding is it for you to be able to continue to see their growth and development, you know, through these early right. years? Right. It's really, it's really rewarding because as a, when they were, you know, when I was working with them, when I lived here in Nebraska, you can see, that they had this kind of potential and for them to, for me to see that they stayed on track, you know, stayed the course and that, you know, you start to see some of that, some of that uh, potential play out and be reached. It's really, it's really rewarding. So this is the thing here. Uh, the guy obviously uh, in his spare time worked with kids and he does a lot of positive stuff as well. So this is the kind of uh, people that you incorporate into your offense, people that are community or environment. Uh, so focus people, helping people, uh, guys that love the game want to, like he may mention himself, work with guys who want to get better, that want to, you know, develop their games. So this is a guy that could potentially be in there. Also, they're negotiating and talking to him right now. We should know something about this fairly soon. Okay, so that's a, that's a couple of things I have for you guys, and I'm probably going to stop on that, man, as we get ready to kind of get out of the stream. I don't want to keep you guys too late. But if you guys any, you have any quick questions, please feel free to throw them in the chat before we get ready to dirk out of this thing man but listen listen the, the staff is coming together uh they're putting it together As a matter of fact let me show this to you guys once again as you can see this is kind of the list of things right here clint kubiak is the oc andrew janoku from minnesota is the qb coach the qb assistant will be determined uh running backs coaches Derek foster i played some of his interview wide receiver could possibly be the gentleman i just played uh for you mr keith williams uh, and like I said, that's the last of the really big names is, is Williams. And then of course they'll finish, finish the, uh, fill in the assistant, uh, underneath those guy, like the QB assistant or, you know, uh, the rest of them and, uh, another offensive line assistant and the senior assistant notice that is a to be de- determined situation. The senior assistant, aha, that could possibly be, you know, who, but we won't know that until pretty much later on in the game. You know what I'm saying? Later on in the game, like after July, 
if there is such a thing with him. And even if we'll see what they do with that position, you know, if they kind of hold on to that and they're not open that position right now, you know who they hold in it for. That could be the final leg of it with the OC being clear. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash Smart Toilets and discover what you've been missing. Parents, when you visit California, childhood rules. If you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself. What would kids do? Dance to a giant organ played by ocean waves? Yep. Camp in floating tree houses hundreds of feet off the ground? Check. Jump in a big tub of mud on purpose? Call it rejuvenation. We don't care. Just pack your fun pants and let childhood rule your family vacation. If you need help, ask your kids. Start planning at visitcalifornia.com. Clint, and then, of course, the senior assistant being you-know-who. You know, so we'll see, man. We'll see. All right. What's up, Colorado? How you doing, fam? Pretty good, man. Blessed, man. Feeling pretty good, man. All right. Shout out to the fam. What's up, Lo? Shout out to my brother, Lo. What in the world, Bo? How you doing, brother? Appreciate my dog, Lo, in the building. Hope everything going well with you out there. My friend, Jay Rodhouse says, thanks for putting out this content. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for and you know being here and, and, uh, and spending some time with the fam. He says, was wondering what other coach hires was, was going to be who that. All right. Yeah. The, the um, like we said, we make mention of the guy that just played Keith Williams as a report saying that he's there. The Saints want him to be the wide receiver uh, coach. And then after that is really just assistant positions like uh, assistant uh, offensive line coach, stuff like that. Um, you got your OC. You got your QB coach. You will have the QB assistant you have your running backs coach. You're working on your wide receivers coach. You got your tight end coach already. You got your offensive line coach. Well, you know, you got all these guys, the list is in front of you, and then you got a few assistant positions left. And then the, the big shoe to drop is the final one, which is the senior assistant. A lot of people believe that'll ultimately be John Gruden. So, you know, that's that we'll see how that all works out, man. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, let's see what else. Anybody on any more questions before we get ready to dirk out this thing? All right, Brian, you typing up a storm, brother. He says all these coaches that we're reacquiring for the Saints might be cool, but they have to do their job. They get this team to the next level into the Super Bowl. Um, I don't, there's never been in terms of uh, 
a team and uh, making a Super Bowl in its own stadium, right? In its own, you know, in the, the Super Bowl is going to be this upcoming year in the city of New Orleans. Um, it's been a while since we've hosted it. Uh, in my estimation right now, it's very early on uh, to say whether or not the Saints are going to make it. I don't think, I'm not trying to be negative about it, but it's never been done. And just because it never been done doesn't mean that it won't be done, but we all know why it never happened. You know, and that's just, it's just for the powers that be, it's not good business, you know, (laughs) for that to happen. Even when Tom Brady, when they had the Super Bowl in Tampa and Tom Brady was the quarterback of Tampa Bay, it didn't happen then. Right. Remember, I think he, he fell short in it. If I, if, 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 so like I said, I don't think that will happen for the Saints this year. That's a lot to hang on to say that, okay, we're going to take the, the, the Saints going to the Super Bowl. I just and listen, I'm I'm a I'm gonna be positive about it as best as I can, but I'm also a realist, you know. And they, you know, and and I always play, you know, y'all know my song, I always play. They're gonna have to show some stuff. They're gonna have to show uh me that they fixed a lot of stuff. I'm not gonna just be buying into it, you know, and 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 you know, you gotta save yourself for that. Don't be putting your your heart and all that stuff into it until these people show you that they're serious about it. I have not, from what they've been showing me in terms of what I've seen over the last couple of years, is that, you know, they do all the stuff in the off season to get you excited. But then when the on season start, they don't maintain the energy. You know, they don't put it all together. And that's a consistent pattern that I've seen happen. And then when stuff starts breaking down, they don't want to fix it. They'll talk about fixing it, but they don't actually put the work in to fix it. They don't pull guys that's not playing well out. If Derek Carr is doing terrible, they don't chastise him. They coddle him, and you're not going to get anywhere with that, you know. And and Dennis Allen is one of the worst. He's the worst for that type of model because, you know, he's a guy that some of the, the some of these players don't trust because he threw him under the bus at the end of the season. We shouldn't have never heard about the fact that they ran a play without his permission. Like I and I keep reiterating that the only reason we found out about that is because Dennis Allen told everybody so that he didn't get the blame for it. Who wants to play for a guy like that? So I mean, like I said, man, you know, I don't know, man. It's just they got a lot of things have to change, and 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 the head coach has to change. He has to be better than what he is. We talk about them putting talent on the field, but it really is it goes back to the head coach. Is this guy getting better as a head coach? What is he doing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what is he improving his decision making? Is he working on his motivational techniques? Is he is he going to church and having somebody pray that demon out of him that like to backstab everybody and be a weasel? Is he is he doing? You see what I'm saying? Is, is he doing? You know, I'm serious on that. Is he doing some spiritual work to understand that? Hey, you know, I I, I am a weasel. I am a a, a underhanded no good rotten weasel that uh, you know that'll throw my team under the bus and I, it just it just what it is is how i came up that's how i survive in this world i have to be cutthroat i have to be backstabby you know that kind of stuff do he fix that so i mean like i said man it's a lot of stuff and don't tell me they got rotten ass coaches in the in the game that are successful but you know some of them a little bit more craftier and slicker than, than, than to throw their entire offensive unit under the bus and apologize to the big low squad <laughs> I'm just saying, is any of that going to happen? 
Is he going to improve? And if that if the answer is no, then why would I expect anything different? Clint Kubiak had, and listen, I like Clint Kubiak. I like the system, but still in all, the guy is new. He never been in this position before. He's been, you know, a subordinate underneath the offensive coordinator. It's his first OC role. So he's going to have some learning to do. So it's not going to be instantaneous. So he's, it's not like they hired an established offensive coordinator to come in and take the reins who knows what he's doing. They got a guy that's doing it for the first time. So I have to, you know, let you know that I know uh, that that's the excitement. Hey, we doing this. Look what we got family. We got this going on. We got this going. Listen, that's great. That's positive. I, I get it, but let's balance this thing. The guy's doing it for the first time. He He's going to have to figure it out. So some mistakes are going to be made. Some mistakes are going to be made here. So we, it's going to be a patience factor with this guy. And do you have the patience to deal with that with Dennis Allen in his third year going into it? That's a lot of pressure on cars, a lot of pressure on Clint Kubiak, a lot of pressure on Loomis, a lot of pressure on Dennis Allen because of the aforementioned last three years of nine playoff football. Two under his administration, by the way. So anyway, just dropping that, man. All right. All right, Travis says uh, he's going to bring over. For, yeah, I agree with that, bro. Yeah, that's what they all do. You know, they that they all do that. They bring players over, whether it's offense. He's going to bring some offensive linemen, maybe a receiver or two. He's going to bring guys over to try to help the Saints system get together. And, and like I said, man, we'll see. Tim says, uh, Q, uh, what do you think about the O-line transition to zone run? Do we need new players? You're definitely going to need some new players, bro. You're definitely going to need that because based on what we was watching last year, from what the Saints were running, and they their system wasn't terribly complicated. The zone that zone run system is uh, I ain't gonna say it's complicated, but it requires some movement. You're gonna have to move. <laughs> Not only move, but pull, pull either left or right. But when you get there, you gotta block. And remember, there were times when I watched the Saints do that last year. They'll pull out there and don't block anybody or don't know who to block. And I'm like, okay. How did these guys always seem to pull and they don't, they miss blocks and guys get tackled like Elvin had two guys out front of him, two offensive linemen pull on. I talked about this before. And this is because this is the one that sticks in my mind from studying all this tape. They, it was a, a toss or a sweet play to the left side of the line. Uh, two offensive linemen, Andrews Pete was one of them. I think McCoy was the other one that pulled to the left. They pulled and they were in front of Elvin Kamara. And I think Elvin had just crossed the line of scrimmage and there was one defender against two of those blockers in some kind of way that guy got behind them and was able to tackle Kamara for a minimal gain. And I was like, how is that? What, how, you know, like you pull, but they get lost. Like, I don't know. And it's just, it's just sad. So he, uh, you know, John Benton, who's the offensive line coach and Clint Kubiak, these guys got to work on that. They're going to have to work on that. Cause it ain't, you know, <laughs> your best offensive lineman of many years, Ryan Ramchek is the right tackle. It's probably not going to play next year. You know, he got this real bad knee issue. It's, it's career threatening. You currently don't have a left tackle. Your first round draft pick guy, uh, Trevor Penning is buried on a depth chart. They don't know what they're going to do with Penning. You know, I, I would recommend before people want to say, switch him to a guard position. I like, before we do that, let's try him at the right tackle position. I'm at right tackle before we ultimately decide to guard him up. And 
depending on how much money the Saints have in free agency when they finally get down this 80 plus million dollar uh you know tab that they have, depending on what they have, they might want to go into free agency and see if they can get a left tackle, a veteran. You know, I'm not re- I, even though they have several really good offensive linemen in this upcoming draft and the Saints pick right around the middle there, I would kind of want to get a veteran for the, the blind side of the quarterback. But I wouldn't be mad if they did take a guy, you know, like uh, the big Oregon State guy or perhaps a, a Latham out of Alabama or, you know, if, uh, I don't think Joe Alt falls from from Notre Dame, but, you know, something like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, but I would prefer to take a veteran. But you're right, though. I think some of these guys, will they'll pull some 49ers guys and some talent from there or perhaps other places that they have, uh, they know who can help them run that type of uh, blocking scheme. So. We'll see how it all works, man. But, yeah, they got a lot of work to do. Demi, shout out to you. Says, Q, good morning. I hear Jameis Winston wants to remain the same. Do you think DA keeps him? Uh, that's a great question, Demi. I don't know. I'm going to just be honest with you. I don't know. Because I seen Jameis was out here during the parade season. He's a man of the people. He's probably one of the most popular Saints on the team. Um, And he's not even a starting quarterback. He's way more popular than the starting quarterback of the team. It's crazy. So, I don't, I don't. I think Jameis probably wants to stay with the Saints, but I don't know if the Saints would be good. With, you know, I ain't saying they're mad at him, but, you know, is it time for the Saints to move beyond Jameis with everything that happened at the back of the year with Jameis going in there and running that play? Dennis Allen's petty. You know, if one thing I know about Dennis Allen, he's petty. So it could be a situation where Sam Darnold, who was with the 49ers as a backup last year, might be your new backup quarterback. I, if I had, to, if I was forced to make a bet on it for Jameis, and I, and I had to bet on it, and like when oh, you got to say yay or nay, I would have to say no to that because I know how Dennis Allen operates. Even though he did after backstabbing Jameis, what was it the year before last? They had to rework the deal to keep him, but when he ran that play, I don't think that's the thing that gets him out the door. But ultimately, I think Clint Kubiak decides who his backup quarterback is going to be to run, you know, for his system. And uh, time might be up for James. It, time might be up for James. It was un, I don't think he got a fair shot here anyway. So I think uh, if I was forced to bet, I would probably say no to James being here, man. I would love to have him here. I just don't. I, I don't think that it, they're, they're probably going to do their own thing. All right. Yeah, you're right. Kevin. That's a rookie at offensive tackle. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing we try to avoid, with, especially with Derek Hall on that side. You look gun shy. Uh, you talking about. So that's why it's like a. Depending on the money situation, Kev, that's what it comes down to. You know, the how how much money could the Saints ultimately uh dial down? You know, how could they could they, you know, how much money could they free up to do that and uh bring in to kind of help them? You know, that, that's the thing I'm looking at. I would like to have a veteran there, to, but they have to be able to, to afford it. Brandon says, I don't know I I know it won't happen, but it would be something if we somehow get Debo Samuel from the Niners. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen, bro. Uh, I don't think that's going to be happening. That would be fire, man. I'll, I'll take Debo and uh, Justin Uchek. I'll take both of them dudes and put them on. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome, to be honest with you. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Lester says the O-line needs work, but sometimes if the QB makes a better decision, <laughs> right, like nothing holding on to the ball forever, he, he won't get sacked or have to run for his life. Indeed. Um I don't think Carr has a clock in his head. I, I and, and I watched the film on it because. It's, it's weird. Derek Carr, at times, I don't think he has a QB clock in his head, or if he does have one, it's, it's very slow. 
and Drew Brees often talked about the QB clock, one Mississippi, two Mississippi is a discipline thing, understanding that you only have a certain amount of time to hold on to the ball and you get it. Derek Carr, if he has a clock, it's very slow because Carr sometimes think he has all day back there. And uh, like I said, um, 10 years, he has some, a lot of, he has a lot of good things about his game, but to get for 150 million and then you're looking at a, a deep playoff run, you want him to get, take you there. And he's never been there before. There's things in his game that he has to be willing to understand is holding him back. And he has to be real with him. He didn't do that last year. He didn't. When people would, when the biggest criticism that he received and he made no mention about it was the fact that he does, he looks down half the field. He don't see no problem with that. You know, he don't see any issue with standing on the field, check the ball down a million times in the game. You know, he, the guy doesn't see a problem with that. I mean, he must, I mean, cause they let him do it for damn near the whole year. They didn't correct his behavior, which was weird to me. I'm like, okay, he's his numbers, but he'd been over 4,000, 4,500 yards multiple touchdowns if he see the field, if he saw the field better because he started to play better in the last year I mean the last month of the season because he would look over the field and make the throws my son had a gift with technology with reliable internet at home through the internet essentials program the world opened up he's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Parents, when you visit California, childhood rules. If you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself, What would kids do? Dance to a giant organ played by ocean waves? Yep. Camp in floating tree houses hundreds of feet off the ground? Check. Jump in a big tub of mud on purpose? Call it rejuvenation. We don't care. Just pack your fun pants and let childhood rule your family vacation. If you need help, ask your kids. Start planning at visitcalifornia.com. Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash good plan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.